Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And he's old. And I'm young. But we're both cute. You're listening to a new episode of the Mangina Dialogues. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again with your host, Nick Scopes. And the Gregolicious. You know how we do, because you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty About get jitty Cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty And we make shit sound so damn pretty Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy And right now you're in the mix So get ready Cause we bout to get it poppin' And we ain't stopping. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues I am one of your hosts, Nick Scopes and I'm one of your other hosts, Greg Alprin. Ah, uh, used his real name today. That's cute. And our guest today looks very handsome in hats, and he's a very funny man. Give it up for Brad Williams. How are you, Brad? What's going on? How are you? I mean, can can we go back to the theme song? That you liked was, it? Your fam? I I I don't know what the kids say. Did did the kids say that was on fleek? Did the kids <laughs> say that was popping? I don't know what the words are now. I'm fi- I, I've finally gotten old. I blinked. I got old. I'm 36. <laughs> I'm married. I'm a dad. What the fuck happened to me? I don't know what TikTok is. I'm not on it. <laughs> Dude, I think you, of all people, you need to make a TikTok. You would, <laughs> you would fucking kill doing the dances and shit and just someone posting stand-up me, clips. Someone told me today that if you type in Wop into the search of TikTok. Yeah. A video of me from one of my specials comes up doing like a move or a thing or a video. I'm not sure how TikTok works. So like, and, I, and, I, and I'm just like, all right, cool, I, I did it. Uh, that I, is that does that count as making a TikTok? I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it's it's me going doing something to wop. Uh, also, right when TikTok started. Uh, one of my bits was I don't know if I don't, I don't know if you can trend on TikTok, but mine was kind of doing it. Um, I did a bit where I where I explained to men uh, how you pull hair, uh, uh, how you pull a woman's hair or a man's uh, during sex, and it was like people were doing it. Keep people were lip syncing to it and then pulling my ha- pulling their hair as it, it was really weird it was really weird because some of the kids were like way too young and i'm like oh, oh no oh no 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 that's not that's not my target demo no that's, yeah that's the downside of tiktok man like you could just be scrolling and then like you come across people that are just i mean boys and girls that are just way too young you're like how the fuck is this on like what what's happening yeah and and, and i never thought i'd get to the point where i'm like where's your parents you know what i mean but like <laughs> But now you're a dad. Yeah, but now I'm a dad. So it's like I, I, I could see a video like that and just be like, ah, where's your where's your parents? Where's your mom and dad? They should <laughs> not be letting that happen. You should still be watching Elmo. What's happening? Yeah, right? Do you know how TikTok started? TikTok was an app before it was called TikTok. It was called it was Musically. Yeah, but before that it was called Dub Smash, right? So it was oh. like like three different things before it was TikTok and Dub Smash. It was like one of my most favorite apps of all time. You Oh you, yeah. You would lip sync to some other yeah. shit and then you it would make a video of you being Will Ferrell or whatever it was. Yeah, and, I did I I had Dub Smash and you could put it on Twitter. Yeah. And these are all words that my dad has no idea what the fuck I just said. <laughs> uh, Twitter Dub Smash and it, it was the old clip of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin talking about all the drinking. He, yeah. he was going to do that night. He's like, right. I'm going to have a whiskey, a beer, <laughs> a tequila, wine, more beer, more whiskey. Yeah. And so I lined up all the liquors that he said in that clip. And I just went down the line and went, I'm going to drink whiskey. And then I moved over, <laughs> beer, tequila, more beer. And uh, it's one of the most popular tweets I ever put out because it was, it was, you know, it it works for any drinking holiday. You could throw it up for St. Patrick's day or dealing with your family on Thanksgiving or whatever. And uh, yeah, it, it, every now and then it it gets rediscovered and then people, 
have it trending again. It's weird, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, so TikTok came from that. I still, yeah. I still don't know. I'm an yeah. idiot. I don't have a YouTube channel. I'm a moron. <laughs> wow, in, really, I, Brad? What I'm are you in, doing? In the, in the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, but you've done know. you've done pretty well despite all that shit. So, <laughs> well, I'm still trying to hold on to this thought that comedians should be funny, and <laughs> should they? <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to hold on to that dream, but um, or I shouldn't say that. That makes me sound bitter. But like, uh, I should say that that if, if you want to be a stand-up comedian, you you should be a really good stand-up comedian, and that's what you should do. Um, I'm very slow, and probably to uh, probably to my own detriment, I'm very slow to evolve and be like, okay, comedian. Yes, you ha- you have to be funny on stage, but then you also have to have the funny YouTube channel. You have to be funny on Twitter. You have to be funny Instagram. You have to have a funny TikTok and have a funny podcast. It's like, I got a wife and kid. I got to like, you know, I can't, I can't be like posting to Instagram and then be like, uh, I know my baby's crying, but Ooh, I got, I got, I got to do the floss on TikTok now or something like I, I can't, I can't. I just want to be funny. I just want to do stand up um, and maybe write a funny tweet every now and then, right. and uh, maybe do a, 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 a podcast with a um, arguably sexist title with with a really good theme song. That's all. <laughs> that's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. That's I don't. You're hired, do bro. You're yeah. hired. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely, definitely going to be our promo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It is true, like just the sheer amount of platforms that you kind of have. It's just crazy. And it's true. And, you know, I talk to people about social media all the time and they they use these terms that I just frankly don't understand. They'll be like, you know, you you have all your platforms and you have to do these whip arounds that one thing takes to the other thing that goes to the other thing. And it it forms this giant circle. And I'm like, oh, my God, just. Oh, what I just said, good old Channel Five. <laughs> yeah, and and I and, and I get it. I sound really old and out and outdated. Yes, I am old and outdated, and I just need to hire like. But I'm I'm like scared to put an ad out for like, hey, do you want to do stuff on the internet? Are you 16? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there because that could be So. I want to, you know, it, 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 but is there some like 24 year old that is really smart who wants to work for not a lot of money, um, but has a skill set that is invaluable? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a weird yeah. thing. Like, um, it's very true. Like, You're going to be obsolete in five years? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if that person exists right now. It's like, okay, so uh, my my wife and I, we've been hearing things about these things that are called uh thruples and thruples are like it's not a couple it's three people that yep. are that are in a couple together so we look at each other we're like dude we should get a thruple but like we're not looking at it sex wise we're not like we're not even thinking about that we're we're just like okay can someone come in like clean the house <laughs> watch the baby bring it <laughs> that we don't have to pay and that is bringing in their own income you know what I mean? Like that's that like, but, but, but we call it a thruple, but it's really just a nanny that you don't pay. Like that's right. what, like, right. that's, that's what we want. You yeah. Know back what? in the old days, I'm back in, in the old days, they called that slavery. <laughs> <laughs> minus, minus having your own income, but yeah. <laughs> that's what they called that. I, I'm not, oh, I'm not I'm no judgments, oh, no judgments, no judgments. Now it's going to be trending. Brad Williams tries to bring back slavery. Right? Awesome. Totally. Back. Bobby Lee's going to find this clip and be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if I, I would love for Bobby Lee to take that role on in my house. If, if I knew that his penis wouldn't be out every 25 seconds. <laughs> If you're, I feel like he, listen, I don't know him. Obviously, you know him, but I feel like from everything I've watched on him and his podcast, he's not the guy you want cleaning your house. You know what I no. mean? Or no, watching no, no. your children. No, right no. And, and I love Bobby. He's, so, he's, he's such a sweet person. Um, he, he's the guy like, I don't know if you've, um, are you guys in Los Angeles or where are you? We're outside of New York City. We're in Connecticut, actually. Okay. Is, yeah. 
Connecticut. <laughs> okay. So um, what everyone that thinks. <laughs> I know. Well, well, because like, okay, whenever I play a club in Connecticut, it's like you pass estates, not houses, estates. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. But I, but I know there's cities in Connecticut, obviously, like where the Hartford Funny Bone is, where it's like, okay, that's not Connecticut. Is, Connecticut's weird. I've years ago, not to throw you off, but like years ago, this state, very small, we have the biggest divide in wealth. Like, oh yeah. Like we have, yeah. I mean, there's billionaires, and then there's like Bridgeport, Connecticut, where it's one of the worst cities in the United States. So it's like, yeah. But yeah, you played yeah. you played this you played Stress Factory in like earlier this year, right, or late last year in Bridgeport. Uh, it, time is of yeah. no relevance. <laughs> what right year now. is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I played it. I've played it twice. Right. And uh, it's actually really funny because um, Lisa Lampanelli lives down the street from that club. Yeah, and not exactly down the street, but close to the area. Yeah. Well, <laughs> down the street means down the estate. Yes. So it, yeah. it, 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 it's still a nine mile driveway, yep. but that's yep. down the street in yep. that yeah, area yeah. of Connecticut. Exactly. Um, so, like, yeah, so she's come out to my shows, and and it's really weird to be like on stage and you look down and there's like one of my favorite comics, like right. Lisa Lampanelli, just like hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, but but she like, but she likes to come out. But yes, I've been down to that club and uh, I've done that. But what what I was referencing initially when we were talking about Bobby Lee cleaning your house is there's um, a van that is parked here in the Valley of Los Angeles where I live. And uh, it's a uh, topless maids. I know it. Um, I know it. Of course you do. Of yeah. course you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I know it. I have a picture on my Instagram of it. Yeah. And like every time I pass it, I, I just think to myself, like, do you really want that? Do, do, do you want the woman to come over, get naked and then like clean your house, but then do it poorly? And then what are you doing? Are you watching her do that? Are you allowed to? you know, uh, have fun? Or is it just like you have to store it in the spank bank for later? You know what I mean? Like what? Like I'm fascinated by the rules and I'm fascinated by the guy that calls that number. Like maybe, maybe they're cheaper than your average maid. I don't think they would be, but like I have so many questions and and I almost almost just want to order one just to see like, you know, just to, just to answer these questions. Is it like a, uh, Emily Ratajkowski walking through your front door, or is it no Lupe? <laughs> you know, is it like, is it like, is it, is it like the character from Family Guy, but she's top this, going like, no, no, I clean, I clean. <laughs> you like nipples? You like nipples? I put lemon pledge on my nipples. You know, like, is it like that? By the way, I have no idea what accent that was. That was like, I don't know either. That, 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 that was, was the lady in the van. The lady in the van. Yeah. Yeah, that well, and because she doesn't know what she is either. She's yeah. from some land, and uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what that is. So like, and I, I think your house would be dirtier than before the topless maid showed up. So I think it'd be worse. And like, do you tip the topless maid if she does a bad job? Then it's the old Seinfeld episode, you know? Like I, I, I don't get it. Well, I think we're going to have to call this and see what happens. I think that's what I'm going <laughs> to. I'm, sure, I'm I, sure COVID has hit that business pretty hard. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, people uh, uh, although I still get uh, uh, my housekeeper still comes over. And I, when the housekeeper comes over, um, uh, she and uh, there's three there's three of them. Uh, they all three wear masks. My wife and I wear masks. We're always in different rooms and whatever they're breathing on they're they're essentially wiping down right after they do so maybe topless maids maybe that's surviving i don't like that like 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 the strip club is closed but because they're technically a maid service it's kind of a workaround <laughs> i don't know i'm definitely doing it i i spend i was spending a lot of time in, in southern california and um i used to stay at the sportsman's lodge on ventura and oh yeah yeah so i think next time i'm there i'm going to call that number and have them come to the sportsman lodge and just be like yeah i know this is a weird call but i i just have a lot of answers a lot of questions that i need answered and i have to go back and report to brad williams because he has the yes. same questions and we'll do this fast it's only a one a small ho- one room hotel room so let's just get this yeah. done <laughs> you're not going to be here for an hour you're going to be no. here for 15 minutes tops you'll get everything clean minutes. and yeah. then and- yeah, just so just so we know what's going on. And, and just so you can like, Bobby Lee out of your house. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm afraid to Google like user reviews from topless maids. Like I'm just afraid. It's probably hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably funny. Well, I mean, because they have reviews like that for strip clubs. You could like go to Yelp and like look up the Spearmint Rhino and like see reviews from the Spearmint Rhino. And it's just like who the fuck who does that? Who, who goes to a who goes to a strip club? The wings are bad. And then he's like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home. <laughs> like, who does that? I don't I don't understand. But I don't understand who leaves a good review either. Like, I don't understand that mentality. Like, it's so... $40 I, hand jobs, champagne room, place is great, five stars, something like that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and like, what are, the, what are the disappointed reviews? Like... Uh, like I, uh, uh, you know, I went to the champagne room. I know what happened in the champagne room. It's like, no, dude, you don't apparently, because that doesn't happen in the champagne room. You should listen to Chris Rock song. He told us back in '95. Okay, like, wow, so, I forgot about that song. Wow, yeah, no sex yeah. in the champagne room. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know, like, I, like who leaves those reviews? I'd love, I, I'd, I'd love to find that out. One of my uh, speaking of reviews. Sorry, I'm like running a ton of potential bits by you guys i don't even know if these are funny <laughs> all good bro i have i it, we're all stand-ups that aren't working so it's like i need somewhere to throw this out there it's either one laughs at it like um so uh my daughter falls asleep to white noise uh w- which is not country music you can make that joke obviously uh but like she falls asleep to white noise and we just find a youtube thing and we do white noise there's reviews <laughs> There's comments of white noise. I'm Come like, on. what is there to comment on? Did you hit play? Did it go? <laughs> Did it do that? Done. Is there good white noise? Is there bad white noise? There was one, like, I read the comments. They're hilarious. They're hilarious. They're, they're like, some person read, like, someone told me that something happened, like, 10 hours into this. So I, I listened to the whole thing to make sure. It was nuts. It was nuts. So yeah, you know that's like that's like when you like. I don't, I don't think people do it anymore. But like on CDs, they'd have like their song and it would end, but it would go on for like thirty-five minutes, and then at yeah. like thirty-fifth, two-second mark, like someone screams. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always that friend who's the asshole. Like I listened to it all the way through, and then thirty-five minutes later, it screams. I know. I remember the first album that I ever had that did that. It was uh, Green Day Dookie. Um, yes i own that album too yeah the very the very last song i don't know what it is but but you you listen to it and then there's there's all that downtime and then like 10 minutes later that there's like this song it sounds like a muppet is singing it it's like i was thinking of you (laughs) i was all by myself and did i that's the name of the song i just looked it up you have it Play all by it. myself yeah you were right that's what yeah that's what yeah. you were right it, it, it that was the first one and like trying to explain that to my daughter when she gets old enough it's like no 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 we would listen to eight minutes of silence <laughs> for a song that nobody liked but just so you like listen to the secret song it's crazy yeah, right? i love that brad i had a question so this is funny when when greg told me we were going to interview you a few days ago, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. But before that, I went down a real rabbit hole of uh, Burt Kreischer's show, Something's Burning, on YouTube. Yeah. And there you I go. stumbled across the one with you and Adam Ray. And mm-hmm. I, was a little, I was a little high. But also, <laughs> I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was in awe. At, first of all, it was funny you got hammered and fell. That's hilarious. But the, the, I was in awe of how... <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, I could. I thought you were like kidding for a minute, and then it was like, oh no, that was real. <laughs> but I was in but awe like, of how fast you and that, Adam go back and forth. That was like, oh, well, were you well, always just, that guy, dude? Chemistry. Yeah. Well, Adam and I. I mean, we did. I don't know how many episodes of the About Last Night podcast. Uh, over wow. five hundred. Yeah. So like, you do that many reps you're gonna be you're you're gonna be like that. And we both have like an improv background, and I like riffing and i like when someone says something if you got a comeback and uh yeah that so that, yeah with adam and i and like with with comics like me and chris porter or you, you know who's always good at that is um andrew santino um, yes. um 
uh, Mark Norman talks in bits. It's makes me very <laughs> upset because um, I'm not that good. But like he just talks in bits. It, it's it's fucking ridiculous. And he's like that all the time. If you have a conversation with Mark Norman off stage, he's still like tagging your like Mark. I was telling you that the elevator was stopped and he goes oh elevator you're an elevator someone fart did you did 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 you smell it first like and he's just he's just going he's like that was a stupid joke he would have had a great joke but yeah yeah, that's how that that, that's how mark norman is it's fucking nuts but uh yeah that was a fun deal just because yes i did for not to spoil the thing that's been out on the internet for a while but um (laughs) yes i get drunk and I fall off the, the, the stool that I'm sitting on. And the best part is when I fall, Adam, my friend, has a look of concern on his face. <laughs> Bert, who is my friend, but is still Bert, the first, the first thing I fall and he just pops his head up and goes, that's not real, is it? Like, <laughs> that's what I thought. He says, I was like, oh, he's doing it for the bit. And then, yeah, like, like, and then you got up and I was like, oh, he's fucking hammered. <laughs> yeah, I, that was good and sauce. So, yeah, but I just love that Bert's first reaction is, that's not real, is it? Like, not, is he okay? You know, not like, uh, right. do we have a lawsuit on our hands? Do we have to call 911? But no, just, that's not real. Like, it's like, yes, Bert, dwarves falling is real. It, it, it's something that happens. <laughs> so what, but did Adam help you? Like, what <laughs> So he's. Hey, you gotta watch. Thing. Yeah, I know. You I gotta know. watch it. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it was hilarious, man. It was so funny. Hey, dude. Yeah. So I, I was. I you know I keep telling Nick. I'm like you know I've really since we started this last about a year and a half ago. And the moment we really started interviewing and having on, you know, way more established comedians than we had in the early days, I'm like, I really want to get Brad Williams on this. He's one of my all-time favorite comedians. And I'm lucky enough to have been spending a lot of time in Southern California and going to the comedy store as much as I possibly could. And I, the first time I tried to get you on, I actually went to Barry Katz first. And Barry, he said something like, I th- you had just recently had your, your child. So he was like, you know, Brad's not doing stuff right now. He's like, but I'll come on your podcast. And I'm like, Nick, holy shit, Barry Katz wants to come on our podcast. <laughs> then let me guess. You said, hey, Barry, how are you? And then he <laughs> talked for the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. you, you, said, you, you, you said something like, and uh, the esteemed manager, you know, every comic you could ever think of, this man has managed that comic, Barry Katz. And he goes, well, first of all, I just want to say mangina dialogues. How do you get mangina? <laughs> what is a man? Did you guys watch Silence of the Lambs? And then you just decided to name your podcast after one of the weirdest scenes in cinematic history. <laughs> What is what's going on with your hair? Did you want to dye it blonde? Did you have a decision midway through? What happened? And then he just talked. Yeah. For an hour. That's essentially that's essentially what happened, man. Like Greg and I were on Zoom. This was like midst of the pandemic, and Greg and I were on Zoom so we could see each other. And yeah. they called in. Okay. And we would like, I mean, we opened up with one question and he would talk, and Greg and I were just like. Just let him go. Like, we yeah, didn't care. Yeah. We don't care. Like, hey, rip. what was it like to manage Dave Chappelle? Let me tell you a very brief 45-minute story <laughs> about Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's actually exactly what happened. I, I I did his, obviously, his credits. Like, Barry, so who's done good. this, that, the other thing is on our on our show. And I, I literally opened it up and I said, Barry, why are you on our podcast? And I think he's still talking. <laughs> I think he's still answering Somewhere. that question seven months later. But Which don't get me wrong, like he's my manager, so I I like the fact that he's so thorough. Right. But then whenever I have an hour long conversation with them, I just pause for a second and think, wait, how are you getting anything done for me? Because like <laughs> you you said an hour long conversation with me, you have like so many clients that is is your day just checking off that list and having those hour-long conversations and then when you do like does that happen with absolutely everybody does his maid come in let me tell you about comet, comet 
Comet and Pine Sol. Uh, let me tell you the origins of where these things come from and why they're secretly <laughs> racist. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Why they're secretly <laughs> racist. I don't know why Pine Sol is secretly racist, but people find out reasons why everything's racist. Yeah, now, totally. so why yeah dude, we know where it goes. Yeah, you were talking about white noise earlier. You were talking about white noise. What about black noise, dude? You're a real racist. Oh, I... <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of black noise, I actually have something that goes with that. Um, yes. that, that that's not that's not a racist bit. Um, I I was just on a, a podcast called "What We're Drinking" with Dan Dunn, where he he sends you alcohol and you drink it on the podcast and then you review it. And he sent me uh, Metallica's whiskey. Metallica has whiskey out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They use uh, blackened noise, which is just really low noise to vibrate the whiskey in the whiskey barrel and it gives it a certain flavor. I don't know, but I, I, here, I got the bottle right here. Uh, That's really cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Had a whiskey. yeah. It's blackened. Uh, it's called, it's called, it, it's called blackened and I had it and it's delightful. And they, they, they even sent me this thing where they, they sent me Metallica vinyl. They, they sent me like the playlist that they played right. to flavor the whiskey I don't have a record player. So now I went out and I got a record player. Uh, and then I'm now a douchebag record guy. Cause you, you can't just have one record. You got to have a bunch of records. Yeah, so dude, now I got a bunch be... of records. And then, what did you buy? What, what else did you buy? Nothing. Because I just went to my mom's house and went, <laughs> Hey, I got a record player. And, she, and she's like, Oh, I've had vinyl in my house for like 50 years. Like, do you want it? Like, Sure. So, so I have like the Beatles' first album, and it's actually the That's Beatles' cool. first album. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not like a reprint yep. or anything like that. Um, yeah, and like some old Elvis and some uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Like it's like it's stuff that I would want to play. Like you can't play Taylor Swift on a record player. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that doesn't. I hope you're not. Yeah. Or or at all can't play her at all. <laughs> in any like it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have yeah. to do like. Uh, older stuff or stuff that sounds like older stuff so right. you know like you you know you, you could play Greta Van Fleet because it sounds like Led Zeppelin okay so it's fine uh but yeah yeah no now so now I'm douchebag uh record player guy I'm online looking up speakers like I'm that dude now I'm wow. fucking a I wear these hats I have a beard next thing you know I'm I'm gonna be drinking artisanal coffee you're totally you're, yeah, you're joining you're Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> like, you're going there. You're, I'm one of those assholes. <laughs> Can't wait until you start your own home brewery. This is going to be cool. Oh, oh, why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? He's, Are you? I, he, I see it in the corner. There, the there's Broncos a, jug? There's a jug. Oh, that, it's a Broncos jug? No, it's not that one. But I actually, I, I, I don't brew at home. But I, I'm part owner of a brewery, so technically, yes. Which one? <laughs> What's it called? It, it, it's a brewery down in San Diego, California, called a Thorn Street Thorn Street Brewery, and it's it's really good. It I don't do anything with the making of the beer. It's it's not it, it's not like the hops were crushed by dwarf feet. You know what I mean? Like it's not. <laughs> it's it gets it gets an extra. It gets an extra flavor, you know, like it's not that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, they they have uh, some really smart people down there make some beer. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's my side hustle. So if you're in San Diego, we have two locations down in San Diego. Please get some takeout at Thorn Street Brewery. <laughs> wow, that sounds awesome. Where is, where is it in like the main section down there by um, uh, gasoline? The, the, the first one, because uh, we have two locations. The first one is in North Park, San Diego. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of craft beer, uh, breweries in 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 San Diego. Yeah. There's yeah. that just I, I I don't know. I guess you have perfect weather, and you just look out and you go, "I'd like a beer." Budweiser, fuck that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's just it's just what people do down there. So yeah, we have, we have a thing, Thorn Street Brewery, and it's. Uh, we have a, our best beer is the Barrio Lager, which is flavored with agave. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> wow. All right. There, you there, go. Is, there is good my plug here in California. The, yeah, there's my plug for the brewery that none of your listeners can listen to because they're not in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you're you're on a good path, man. If you start making your own kombucha, then you're a lost cause. We have no, we can't help you. There. Oh wait, why'd you say that? No, Brad. No, <laughs> I was like, is he fucking kidding? <laughs> you know what's next? He's he's definitely going into the barbecue business. He's he's oh, gonna yeah. have a, a barbecue truck. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, my great Logan's on it. All the time, Rogan's doing his smoker and the perfect way to smoke his yeah. elk beef and all that jazz. I'll hop into it. Why Why do we have to have weird hobbies? Why can't we just be like, yeah, I play golf or I like darts. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, ugh. Do you play golf? <laughs> Are you a golfer? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Um, I love it. it. It's great. And uh, it, it's the best part about playing golf as a little person is just whenever I – go to the first tee like the crowd that forms on the first tee they go what the fuck is he gonna do and, <laughs> and uh i'm not horrible i'm dare i will not say i'm good but i'm not horrible so i i hit it and it goes well and uh yeah people just start going like what the fuck the midget plays better golf than me yeah <laughs> yes, i do it's great. I've heard uh, you play with Santino, right? I've heard him yeah. say you guys go play with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Santino's really good, though. He's like, there. like, there's a few comics that they're not going to go pro or anything like that, but like, they're really good. Um, uh, Andrew Santino is one of them. Uh, Court McCowan. Court McCowan is the, like the best, one of the best golfers I've ever seen. He's insane. He's insanely wow. good. And uh, the aforementioned Burt Kreischer says he's good, but he's never really done. But he—he's—he's—he's he's, he's this guy that just thinks he can walk out there, and be like golf, see it on TV, no problem, boom, and then like just <laughs> yeah. Go. He always—he always talks about the Mickey Mantle gene that he has, supposedly. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, Burt's like, I can do that. And the the the, the crazy part is, most of the time, he can. He's, he's he's got something that that's in him that he, he, he I guess it's alcohol and blind confidence. If if you have if you have those things, yeah. you can do whatever you want apparently. But no, uh, yeah, Bert and Andrew were talking back and forth about having like a comedian golf tournament, and uh, yeah, I I, I want to tell Bert, I'm like, dude, don't do it, man, don't do it. You're gonna lose a lot of money. Don't do it. <laughs> like Andrew's really good. <laughs> that's I, I how do you how would you even get through a round with those guys oh it's the best like um my the the normally two guys i play with is andrew and uh chris porter and those guys are like yeah you, so, you, you it's just that it like you don't even care what you scored that day because yeah. you, you've been laughing straight oh my god i can imagine so like when you yeah. go to when you go to the course to play with those two guys does the course throw a an unknown fourth guy in the mix. And that, I, that gotta be a, oh. amazing, but also like, I couldn't imagine going to the golf course as a single and just being put in a three, a foursome with you three right. and be like, we'll play with those guys. Yeah. Thankfully that's never happened to us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause we'll always find a fourth who plays, whether it be like Jimmy Schubert or something like that. Like it, it, it it's something like that. So where we always have four comics cause it, it's I always feel it, like whether it's that situation or like the uh, female a comic who brings her boyfriend who's not a comic to, to the comedy store. Right. Um, she's got to go up on stage and then the, the boyfriend is just sitting back with, you know, all the comics. And yeah. now he's like in that circle. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like you don't want to. That you know, that's like one of us like throwing on a football helmet and being like, I can tackle Derrick Henry. No, can't. <laughs> can't yeah. That that I, I would feel bad for that guy. I would feel yeah, bad. in the same the, the, the same way because yeah, if, if someone ever got put in our threesome to make a foursome and now they're trying to joke with four with, with four professionals, I think that's what's driving most comedians the most insane uh, during this pandemic. It's not the um it, it's not the lack of work it's not the lack of income it's the lack of like being able to hang with comics because yeah. that's that's the only people that we can really hang with and get right. this yep. and uh 
God bless my wife. She tries, you know, and she gets, she gets some good zingers. She gets some damn good zingers in there. But like, there's always a point, like my wife and I have a safe word, not for sex. We have a safe word for when Brad is taking the joke too far. (laughs) She's like pineapples, pineapples enough. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You, yeah, it's not pineapples. The word is actually cephalopod, but yes. (laughs) Jesus, that's a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's a science geek i was like what should it be it has to be a word that we would never be really talking about you how about cephalopod i love him i go all right cool so whenever <laughs> she says that whenever she says that i know that i that i've taken the joke too far and i need to back off but like comics like that would never happen like no 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 one's ever going to stop a group yeah. of five six comics hanging out just being like whoa hey guys i think we went too far with that one like no yeah, no and we're, we're just constantly trying to top each other and yeah. say the worst possible thing that we can and the thing that would get us, you know, canceled or whatever out there in the real world. But yeah, it, it's, it, it, that, that's the thing that kills me the most during this whole, right. during this whole pandemic is just not being able to have those nights uh, at the improv bar, at the comedy store, you know, where, wherever, where it's just comics shooting the shit and hanging. That's the best. I gotta tell you that, that golf foursome sounds like a netflix show waiting to happen yeah well i mean not to mention burt burt kreischer again but burt just he essentially did that where he's like hey i just want to hang out in a cabin in the woods with my friends right yeah ape it everyone's like okay (laughs) and then and and, and then you get the funniest people in the world to just come hang out with you and you do an activity together not to do the activity but it's it's just giving you it's just giving donald rawlings an excuse to talk because that man is so fucking funny and whatever he says is hilarious so yeah it's great i love that show so have you have you been hanging out at the store at all since i mean obviously not not doing stand-up but like all the different yeah you've been doing there and uh not 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 as much as i'd like to uh i get so tired by the end of the day uh uh, having the new baby that it's like when she's asleep at like six o'clock i'm like all right I'm eating dinner. I'm having a whiskey. I'm watching one show. I'm going to bed. Like that is like I'm in bed, guys. Like I'm in, I'm in bed by like nine nine thirty, and it's it's because it's like the baby wakes up and uh, she. Thank God she's sleeping now through the night. But like yeah, she she wakes up at like five thirty six a.m. So if I'm up at like ten o'clock eleven o'clock, and it's just me and my wife hanging out. Like it's like no, we gotta get to bed because we. Yeah. We gotta wake up soon. You know. The, the other day you emailed me. It was like way early. I looked at them like, what the hell? Like, yeah, that, that's the, that's because of the baby. <laughs> There's that's, no way he's up at six a.m. if it's not because of the baby. That's da- that's dad hours, man. And yeah, that, I know it. that's that's what wakes me up. Is like uh, I wake up at five thirty. She's awake. Uh, my daughter, and then I like I have to answer just a couple of emails, and that gets my brain going. Yep. And then like I'm like, okay, I'm up, and then I go get her. And I, you know, unless she's like hurt then i'm not, you know i'm not gonna be like hold on uh, i gotta i gotta write these guys who have a podcast in connecticut hold on <laughs> thing that thing that i love more than anything hold on like, <laughs> this is important there. business <laughs> dude yeah, exactly. i i give it to all my friends or dads and i i like saw what they went through in the beginning with having babies and stuff and hmm. my buddy, so my buddy had twin girls. Okay. Oof. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I went to the hospital, saw them. And I remember like, you know, he disappeared for like three, four months, understandably. And he yep. was like, Hey man, he's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna be in your area today. You want to get lunch? And I was like, sure. And I'm waiting in the parking lot for him and I get out of the car and he gets out of the car and I looked at him and I was like, are you okay, man? Like, he, <laughs> he looked like a fucking zombie movie i was like dude are you all right he's like i've had three coffees and it's noon and it's done nothing <laughs> and i was like yeah. oh and shit like you you hear those jokes all the time of like you don't get any sleep you don't get any sleep but like i've done crazy weekends in vegas where i got like six hours of sleep and three nights and so i'm always like all right you don't get any sleep if i get like two hours a night or three four hours a night i'm good no no you don't get any like none like, <laughs> none like quick sleep that's for sure 
yeah, the baby has to eat every two hours. And, and, and so it's like that you, you can't go to sleep. And cause by, cause by the time you feed the baby and then change the baby and slowly get the baby back into sleep, time to feed the baby again. Like that's, and that's how it is. Uh, my, my wife and I lived on our couch. Um, like, you know, I've done okay for myself. I got a pretty nice house and, and we didn't, we weren't in any room. We were just on the couch, babies in the crib next, uh, babies in the crib next to the couch. And we just slept and the TV was always on, on something that just so we can have some background noise. And, uh, yeah, those first two, three months are like, yeah, that definitely. like all my friends that are about to have kids are like thinking about having kids. I always tell them like bros, like get help, get nannies, get grandmas, get aunts, get uncles, get whomever you can take shifts. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. Dude, that was my job. What um? How, how do you think being a dad of a of a girl is gonna, mm-hmm. if at all, is it gonna change any of your material, your your act at all? Like, how do you? Because you had your baby in gen, like barely, a, not even a year ago, right? So like, yeah. So there wasn't a lot of performing time, if any, before you know, the whole shutdown happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole I mean, year, like, how do you think that that changes your act and routine and impacts, you know, your, your comedy? Oh, you know, it's just, it, it's just a new perspective. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's a new, it's a new perspective. It's a new thing. And it's, it's a new way of looking at the world. Like I didn't realize that being a dad, like everything, like things that you, certain, certain things that you wouldn't realize would change, change. Like, now i i can't watch the first taken movie i can't watch it <laughs> I'm, I'm the father yeah. of a, i'm the father of a girl i'm i'm freaking out like why would you do it what yeah go kill those motherfuckers like i like <laughs> I, I can't i can't there's certain things like i i i, I can't do i i but in certain things i have to be like all right like here and here's one that i always have to think about now is now like you know i post some photos uh, of the baby put her put her up on instagram every everyone seems to enjoy it uh and someone gave her a really nice toy that's uh, that's a snoopy that kind of it's a robot it dances she loves it she she loves this thing she has this thing on her and i'm taking a video of it and like it's moving around and then this toy gets into a vibrate mode and the baby starts laughing and then i'm recording it going nope can't post that. Can't. Nope. I mean, it's so delightfully innocent. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm that I'm because I'm a dad, but then I also think like a comic and I go, no, 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 no. There's too many jokes about that. No, 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 no. Dude, my buddy, my buddy called me when his uh, his daughters were like, I think his daughter was almost one. He was holding mm-hmm. her or whatever. And he just started like patting her butt. And she started laughing her ass off. And he just, in his head, immediately was like, oh, no. (laughs) He called me. He's like, dude, I started, like, tapping her butt. And she just laughed her ass off and loved it. And I was like, what are you going to do, man? Something you could do. (laughs) And, and yeah, it's it's things like that. So, yes, it'll change my comedy. It'll obviously change my perspective. But I just, will, will you guys call me out if there's ever, like, a women's issue? And I and I release a statement, and I start the statement with "as a father of a daughter." That's <laughs> yes. Fuck those, fuck those guys. You know, I, that, that's that's really part of why you know I, I I really love your act, right? And I've been lucky enough to see it a whole bunch of times at the comedy store in you know in person in LA, and oh, that so much like it's just it's real life, right? Like I think that that's kind of what you, you know, your act is you right you yeah. right, your life and you know it, it's just really awesome to see you know you talk about your size you talk about your wife you talk about you know every single thing possible and I remember one night I don't remember the exact bit but you were you were saying but I think someone was like giving you shit for something and you were mm-hmm. like have you seen how hot my wife is <laughs> <laughs> there was some, something like that and I'm like oh that's so fucking great <laughs> yeah oh. I, I don't know what it was, but that I don't sounds like either. I would do like, uh, oh, someone. Yeah. And you know what? I think I think I think I remember that night, like um, someone said, like, you're not funny. And it was while <laughs> the room was 
And it was while the room was laughing. I'm like, well, first of all, the room's laughing, so you can't say I'm not funny. And the guy was drunk. Like, You're not funny. I'm like, dude, I married a hot Asian woman. Yeah, that is exactly ta-da. what you said. It was it was pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ta- ta-da. I'm <laughs> funny. Like, the, hot, the hot Asian woman isn't like, the, the, the tall, hot Asian woman yeah. isn't going to sleep with the dwarf comedian <laughs> who's horrible at his job. Like, that's, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's that not, would pretty much it. Like, it's not gonna happen. So it's like you have to you have to deconstruct this, dude. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I I love doing that. My favorite thing about uh, like I don't enjoy getting heckled, but what? But my favorite thing about it is that your average heckler always thinks like I got something that's gonna throw him off his game, and it's like, bro, you realize I've been a dwarf my whole life, right? <laughs> like yeah like whatever you're whatever you're about to say i've either heard it i you know or heard a version of it and not just since i was a comic like my whole life so i've had i've got comebacks to these things but you know forever in a day like you know do you think you're gonna throw me off if you're sitting in the audience drunk and and you and you yell out oompa loompa like you 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 really think i got nothing Like, that's out. genius. Wow, that guy's yeah. so smart. You think I'm going to stop and be like, oh, fuck, man. You really got me with that one. You've know, <laughs> yeah. never heard the never. Wizard of Oz jokes. Oh, God. Never have I ever been called that before. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, please calm down. Calm down. Yeah, or get more creative. Plus, also, you got to think the fact, too, is that you just, you have a microphone. So. Mm-hmm almost even like like i'm i don't like you could tell me because you have more experience in comedy has there ever been a a show or a heckler that's won like won the argument ever in the history not of, with me but like not have you seen me. it happen I've seen it happen really oh wow. <laughs> all right well now i'm sure you can't I've tell me it. who or when but <laughs> oh i can't I can't tell you this. I, I can't tell you who. I, I don't even think this guy does comedy anymore, but um, it was at the Ontario Improv, and this comic goes on stage and uh, he starts. <laughs> he, this was during the uh, uh, Bush 2 Iraq War, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the Iraq War sequel. Not as good as the original. <laughs> uh, and he's on stage and he starts talking about the troops. And, and he and, and he goes like and these and these brave men and women they don't want to be there they don't want to be in Iraq and this guy stands up and goes hey fuck you my brother's there right now he wants to be there he knows why he's there he's there for a he's there for a good reason and you need to shut the fuck up <laughs> and he said that and there was this pause and the comic on stage goes security get this asshole out of here <laughs> kick them out get and the whole audience is like wait what what no no that's not when you do that <laughs> like, yeah right and, and security like walk, security like walks down and goes oh, okay and like they start like walking the dude out no no joke me and like three three other comics are backstage and we're all watching this like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and the guy finishes his set bombs horribly understandably yeah <laughs> makes sense walk walks off stage and the first thing he says when he gets to the green room because we're all gonna we're all looking at him like what the fuck the first thing he says was do you see how i handled that no (laughs) (laughs) no come on oh my god it was and just for just for you guys knowledge uh we, we we talked to the bouncer afterward and apparently the bouncer took the guy and said hey let me act like I'm taking you out of the room and then I'll walk you back in. Right. Like, you don't, you don't want to see this guy anyway. Like, but <laughs> so the guy did that to the, to, to the dude, but like, that's like, that's how blindly egotistical you have to be essentially to do stand up. Yeah. Is you have to, is you have to think that, that was a win. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, dude, I get, you definitely have to have an ego and you have to have confidence and all that stuff. But like, that was just yeah. like, is it's the equivalent I would say of a guy who I, this is my favorite. Whenever they do a joke, it bombs. And then they say, that was a good joke. 
that's <laughs> and i'm like like i've seen that a million and i'm like that's like that- dude it's like you're working out and like you're on a bench press and you go to hit and you just fail and it's on your chest you're like nah i nailed it it's like well yeah <laughs> did you yeah one of the most uh, valuable things to the, 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 the most valuable skill you can have as a comedian is recognizing when you fail you have to be able to know like all right that didn't work and then you go back and you tinker and you change and you do something and then hopefully you get your point that works but yeah well because that, well, that's my argument whenever like i'll be on a radio show or a podcast or something and a radio show host will be like like you're funny we like you but like man Larry the cable guy not funny i go you can't say that you <laughs> cannot say Larry the cable guy is not funny he sold out a football stadium and told jokes that made a football stadium laugh so ta-da like, yeah. like that's it like, like yeah. you can't say like you can say i don't find a particular comedian funny that's fine uh but you can't say they're not funny if like they you know like the people laugh that's the proof that's it it's done yeah. So you, so you, so you, so you can't, and the same, you can't say a joke that gets no laughs and go, that's a funny joke. No, it's not. <laughs> the audience is just and, dumb. They don't get it. And trust me, sometimes, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Oh yeah, the the, the room full of five hundred people out there, they're, they're just all dumb. You 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 found the five hundred people out there that all are on the same wavelength. Yeah. That don't. No, shut up. And. And I, I had this happen to me uh, coming up is uh, I did a set one time in Los Angeles. This was like before I was a regular at the clubs and it was, and it was at this like sushi bar called Miyagi's and I, and I, and I do a set and it goes horrible and I, <laughs> and I get off stage and I just go, that crowd is horrible. That's a horrible, that's a horrible audience. And the next comic after me is Ian Bag. Ian Bag is fucking incredible. Ian Bag goes on stage and within two minutes has them rolling. And it was that. And it was at that moment where I go, "Oh, it was me. Oh, it was me. It was that was me." Yeah, it's like bl- blaming the golf ball or the golf clubs for uh, sucking that day. Yeah, I mean, are are there audiences that are tougher than other audiences of course there are friday night late show legendary that's the show you know what i mean you know so there's definitely audiences that are harder and audiences that maybe you know are a little more difficult but at the same time there's always there's always a combination could someone can do it someone could crack that safe and that's the fast one of the more fascinating parts about stand-up that i always think about while i'm bombing is i is i think to myself something could work here. I could do something, say something, try something that would work. I just have to figure that out what it is. And in I have to try, I have to try a bunch of shit. So yeah, yes, there's, there's bad audiences, whatever, but there's no like unconquerable audience. Yeah. So when you do like the 15 minute sets at comedy store, you know, or anywhere around town, mm-hmm. are, are you, I mean, I imagine you're trying out material, for the first time in front of a bunch of those audiences. Yeah. Although it's weird at the comedy store because the comedy store, it used to be the place where you go try out material and it's still, it it, it still is to some degree, but now like you're going on after fucking, you know, Rogan and Ian Edwards and like Joey Diaz and Sebastian Mascalco and Eliza and Whitney and all these like, Fucking even even if you go on late in the night, you're you're gonna run into Fahim Anwar and yeah. Lara Bites and like all these just amazing comics. So it's like you 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 kind of get intimidated like when you're gonna go up. You go like, man, I, I was gonna try some shit out, but these guys just killed in front of me. Like I can't go on stage and try out my joke and swing and a miss. And be like, oh, <laughs> like, so where I do you go know. to try stuff out? I mean, I, I, I still try stuff out of the store, but you, you, you do the old thing where you do um, a few jokes that you know work, yeah. that yeah. you know get them, and then you try out the new thing, and if the new thing doesn't work, okay, you have stuff that you know works that you can put at the end 
that can get them all back. But right. um, yeah, so I, I, I would still try out stuff at the store, but oftentimes like I'm trying out stuff on the road because on the road, I'm doing an hour on stage. Yeah. When I'm doing an hour. Yeah. I could have a three minute bit that doesn't do well. I got right. minutes to get them back when right. you're on stage. When you're on stage at the store for 15 minutes, that's not like, oh shit, I just bombed and I'm at minute 13. I have to get them back and get them back quick, yeah. you know, so I can make a nice little dismount here. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mostly try stuff out on the road and then I, I refine it at the store. Like if I do something and it works on the road, then I go, okay, I'll try that out at the store and then I'll see if I can add something to it. Right. So to, to that on the road, I, I don't know if your website is is up to date with your tour dates, but looking at it, it mm-hmm. looked like you have a shit ton of dates in 21 that yeah. would be out for <laughs> literally the entire year. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know what? I will say this, uh, and this is a very unfortunate thing that's been happening, but um, if, if you see that I'm coming to your city, uh, stay posted, you know, like buy your tickets, but at the same time, just know shit can happen. I've had, I had to cancel a bunch of shows in 2020. Obviously everybody did. Um, right now my plan is to go on the road. I I've been talking with my wife and we have sort of like this plan to do it. Um, we, we, we read from credible sources, you know, not, dark webs and and we and we and we discussed with a few doctors and once children kind of hit that one year mark with covid on average obviously nothing's for sure with this thing on average they do better uh with the virus and don't have as much severe reaction to it uh if if they get it now granted uh like like i said that's not perfect and that's not for everybody uh (laughs) But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go out on the road. And but when I go out on the road, guys, like I fly. When, when I fly, mask on. Not. I don't get up. I don't. I don't use the bathroom. I like. And then when I'm in the city that I'm in, I'm hotel. I'm stage. I'm hotel. Like that's it. That's yeah. it. I wiped. I wiped out everything. Like I. You know. Like I'm not the guy that you're. You're not gonna catch me like that country star that got kicked off of saturday night live that weekend where i'm like in in the bar party and making out with random chicks well that and if i did that i'd lose half my shit uh (laughs) least half um, at least half yeah at least uh so yeah i don't do that so but but, you know if any comic says they're not going on the road i'm not like making fun of them if any comics says they're going out there i go okay like it, it it's personal call i'll make the dates that i can i'll look at states and what they're doing and right. how it's playing out but all but also i'm seeing a lot of comics on the road uh that are taking it seriously the that aren't that aren't getting it you know like i'm friends with a bunch of comics that are out doing road dates like every weekend like yeah. the aforementioned chris porter or like ryan Miller, and um i've talked to them and they're like yeah i don't go out. I don't mingle with people afterward. I'm not, you know, they, they have the same kind of routines as me. So that's what, that, that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, that's what I'm going to try. I'm going to get tested when I get back every time. And um, hopefully vaccine kicks in, numbers start going down and uh, we're able to do this on a much larger scale. Yeah, no, I was just psyched to see that you had that many dates and, you know, cities all across the country lined up. And I'm like, that's well, like, and I, I haven't like, worked for a year and the bills <laughs> didn't stop. I know it. I know it. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. Yeah. Well, it, listen, it, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's one thing if I didn't work for a year and I had like some sort of gig that was just a residual payment where I just yeah. had mailbox money every week. Yep. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait. But, you know, surf. I, uh, I gotta get like, yes, I love my house, but I, uh, I, I'm in a real bad school district, real bad. I gotta move. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily you have some time. You got some time to build up, build up a little pile, uh, you know, save up for some uh, private schooling, but listen, really want to thank you. This is awesome. We really, really love, love you as a comedian and, and obviously everything wish you guys the best and with your little girl, um, you know, that's awesome. It's like to see it. And hopefully, 
you know, I didn't see any Connecticut dates, but hopefully when you're in Jersey, maybe you can make it out to Connecticut or we'll go I've, to been Jersey. Talk- I've been talking to Vinny. Um, yeah, I'm sure we have, we had we had a date uh, in December for stress for Stress Factory in New Jersey, but then like cases started like going yeah. like spiking like madness. So we so we pulled that date, but we already have a new date for Jersey, and we're gonna work on Connecticut as well. So yeah, I'll be coming. I'll be coming to the East Coast. Don't yeah, don't yeah, no, you don't you worry your blonde uh, <laughs> little head. It was it used to be blue, but you know whatever. COVID boredom. Hey, I think, yeah, I think I, I, I think I ran into you a few times at the store with the blue hair. Is, is that right? It's no, no. I didn't start dyeing it until we were in pure lockdown. Okay. We right, we did mind. though pee next to each other in the bathroom at the store once. Oh, I'm but. glad that you remember that. <laughs> thank, God, thank God I don't. <laughs> it's on tape. Don't worry. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, really. Um, just want to thank you for you know doing hanging out. We could talk for hours, and we'll we'll do it again some other time. Um, but definitely look forward to catching up with you in person, either out this way or out your way. Um, awesome! And, and really wish you the best and happy holidays to you and everybody else. Thank you guys, and yeah, as soon as, as soon as we're able to do stuff in person, uh, if I'm over in Connecticut and you want to go to back to that massive green room back there at the Stress yeah. Factory, then. Cool. Come on back. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, record one in person or just yeah, sure. hang out. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let me just hit end and then we'll talk chat for a quick sec. Sure. All right.